I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to Weather Insider. This is episode number 13. I am joined by uh, Bernie Reno and I'm AccuWeather.com's Evan Myers. And Bernie, today is the first day of spring, the vernal equinox. It couldn't come soon enough for some folks. But we're also here, Bernie, to talk about some of the impacts of spring, the melting snow, Mm -hmm. and the flood disaster that is unfolding out in the Midwest. And we have someone on scene, a special guest. Yeah, in fact, we want to bring in Jonathan Petromala. Uh, Jonathan is now in St. Joseph, Missouri. He's been following the flooding along the Missouri River uh, throughout this week. And, Jonathan, you started on Sunday when you flew into Omaha, Nebraska, and you've had an opportunity to see some of the damage starting in Fremont, uh, Nebraska, and also in the Valley, Nebraska, those located just west of Omaha. A lot of those places were cut off. The roads were flooded. There was no way to get supplies in and out only by air. Can you describe to our listeners how bad the flooding flooding was and uh, what did you see? Hey, guys. Yeah, it is an incredible scene. It's really an overwhelming um, type of an event just because it's it's spread over such a large area and so many people are affected just some some quick stat that was released by the uh, nebraska emergency management officials they estimate that 95 percent of nebraskans 95 percent of nebraskans were affected by this flood so think about that for a second especially if you're on one of the coasts listening or you're living in a city and um the just the, the impact everybody you you see has been affected by this basically and it's such a massive area that you you look out and see and mostly it's farmland that you're looking at and there's really nothing to stop this water there's no real trees there's it's just a massive plain and so it's spread over such a a big area into so many communities and and so many parts of, of nebraska and iowa and now into missouri and parts of kansas and it's just going to keep going um, on downstream, which is where, again, while we're in St. Joseph, um, where it's supposed to crest on Thursday and um, hopefully not too bad here, though, where upstream where there's been those records. So what's been an, it's been an overwhelming sight to see and kind of overwhelming to try and cover because it's so hard to say, well, where are we going to go? There's so many places affected by this. Right. And so many people affected by this. Who do you talk to? Where do you go? Where do you, what do you start with? And. And what we'd started with was a, a great story out of Omaha. You mentioned the uh, airlift. Essentially what was happening, uh, the town of Fremont was was blocked by floodwater for the most part. It was surrounded. It was an island. Even though it's a landlocked town, it was an island surrounded by water. And uh, the easiest way, the most effective way in and out was by air. So this small airport in town of Fremont and then small airport in town of Omaha, they just, uh, some private pilots just uh, sent out the word, hey, guys, uh, we're going to be taking supplies from Omaha into Fremont and uh, willing to give anybody they, that needs a ride back and forth, just come on. And the response by private pilots were was overwhelming. Dozens of pilots showed up, 
a lot of guys I talked to, they were just on their day off. They were commercial pilots flying for the major airlines. And they came into town on their day off to rent a small plane, one of those little Cessnas, and take off and uh, shuttle diapers and water and food and people. One of the incredible stories, we talked to some teens who were getting off one of the flights from Fremont. And they had been stuck there for the weekend. Uh, they were in Fremont to tour a college. So, you know, you think you're going to tour a college for a couple of hours and then just drive on back to Omaha which typically would be an easy, you know, 20 minute drive. Instead, they get stuck because the the floodwaters at that point had overwhelmed the roads. And so they had to stay on campus for an entire weekend away from their folks before they were finally able to get back to Omaha um, on one of those flights. So it's one of those uh, incredible stories where you see the worst of weather, which is this massive flooding event. But then you see also some of the best, which is people. People Mm -hmm. usually step up. Um, in times like this. And Jonathan, have you had any opportunity to talk to any individual residents? I know we've talked about the agricultural impact, that there's a lot of worry in that area because many of the farmers uh, are not going to be able to get added into their fields and plant their crops. Have you had any conversations with anybody that has been impacted by that? Yeah. And and as you go downstream, you have different levels of of impact. So up in Nebraska, which is where we were for the most part, we weren't able to, to get over to Iowa, even though it should be typically an easy five-mile drive over the river from Nebraska, um, those roads were shut off. Mm-hmm. So to get over a 10-mile, just you know, think about that for a second, a 10-mile drive over the bridge from Nebraska City to uh, Iowa, uh, impossible. So um, we can only talk about what's going on in the Nebraska side of things, but the folks in uh, western and southwestern Iowa, are, are, it's really the same story. You know, here you have farmers, if they were able to have uh, enough heads up and they were able to kind of get into their uh, their silos and, and remove their grain and their, their soybeans and get it out of the way. Otherwise, what unfortunately we saw more and more of is uh, these silos just surrounded by water, full of grain, and unfortunately when it's in those silos, that grain and those beans, those are not insured. So it's a loss. It's a complete loss. And you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars lost because of this flood that's going to be coming directly out of that farmer's pocket. And then to add insult to injury, a lot of these farmers are saying it's going to be a lost year in terms of a planting season. They're not going to be able to get into their fields to plant. So where we are here in St. Joseph, Missouri, um, in a, a tiny town of Elwood, Kansas, which is right across the river. We're talking with a farmer who um, has a lot of property here along the, the low country, the, the bottoms, as they call it here, along the Missouri River. And they were rushing over the last five days to empty out every one of their silos and to get the grain and the soybeans out of here to higher ground. And so you can imagine the effort that is, but they had to do it. Otherwise, it's going to be a complete loss. And uh, Jonathan, you're right now moving towards, you're in St. Joseph. Have you talked to the officials there? I know that they're concerned uh, that if it gets to a certain level, the Missouri River, that uh, there are places that are going to have to be evacuated. Right now, the forecast is just below that threshold. But what are some of the officials doing uh, just in case that water level does get to that threshold level? Yeah, talking with officials uh, this morning, um, Again, they've had a few days to prepare, and so that's been good for this area. It's been a double-edged sword because up up north, uh, upstream, of course, a lot of levees broke, and that caused a lot of devastation and damage, especially to farmers and farmland and ranchers 
And uh, but that actually might have been a good thing for folks around here. The forecasting has shown the river to actually lowering a little bit from where it was just a couple of days ago. And so, for instance, in the town of Ellsworth, uh, Elwood, rather, I'm sorry, um, they had the forecast. If it's going to hit 30 feet, they're going to have to evacuate everybody in town. It's going to stay a couple of feet below that, according to the most recent forecasts. And so that's a good thing. But they're obviously still monitoring it. They're telling people, hey, you should probably get out of town um, or at least have everything ready to go. And if it does get to that 30 foot threshold in this area, we're going to sound the tornado sirens. And that means you've got to go. And so people are, are uh, should be um, packing up, ready to go. They're holding meetings every night at 630 to update the levees and the condition of the levees here. Uh, this area, though, again, talking with folks, this is nothing new. They, they, they live with the river. This is something that's a part of their lives. And they've seen floods in 1993, most recently in 2011. Hopefully it just doesn't get as bad, especially that 93 flood in this area is really the uh, the high, high watermark of devastation. Jonathan, uh, thanks so much for your on-the-scene reporting. Uh, it, it's, it's certainly uh, very helpful to hear these stories, the, the, the impact on, on the folks that live there. Of course, uh, folks that are listening to this podcast can uh, see Jonathan on the AccuWeather TV network. If you have Verizon or DirecTV or Frontier, we have reports on AccuWeather.com. We're going to continue this uh, covering this story, not just over the course of this week, but this is going to be a weeks-long story. And, and as Jonathan pointed out, uh, it's going to last much longer than that, and it may have a profound impact on, on our economy, uh, not only the, the grains that uh, he, he talked about, that are already been uh, gathered and in those silos, but the inability to get in those fields and, and plant future crops. So uh, Jonathan's going to stay on the scene. Uh, AccuWeather is going to stay on the story, and we'll have more information as uh, we go through the course of the next several days and weeks. So once again, Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>